Let me close with this. Did you hear how critical the church was in his story? I've often thought of the church as a big recovery fellowship for sinners. In fact, do you know that AA and the 12 steps were all modeled on the biblical way of repentance? But they decided not to present it as a Christian program because they thought it would alienate people who weren't already Christians. So they only talked about a higher power. But the 12 steps are really Christian steps outlined for anyone who wants to recover from sin. Think about the church as a giant recovery community for sinners. Now, I want to give you a picture of the state of the United Methodist Church today. Imagine we were not a church. Imagine we were an AA, Alcoholics Anonymous group. That was the first group he went to. Did you notice that? He he went to AA. Now, imagine if the state of Alcoholics Anonymous, that association across the world, was now 50-50 in the way they approached the actual walking out of the recovery. Some of them, though they both used the same big blue book, nevertheless, some of them had decided that a new, more modern approach would be helpful. They were concerned that maybe not enough people were being drawn into their AA meetings. And so they decided instead of their way changing the individual's way, they would adopt to the individual's way in order to get the individual in and make them more part of the fellowship. So imagine there's an, that AA has become an organization now, 50% of which function by the old redemptive rules, and 50% now find that it's much more fun and much more of an attraction to just throw a keg party every time they meet. Now, that's somewhat facetious, but only somewhat. If God's concerned about sin in our life, and he knows that if any of us follow those multiple paths towards it, that that our lives become broken and destructive, they not only destroy us, they wound other people around us, God's going to try to direct us from that life towards a healthy life. And God help us if we don't have others trying to walk that path with us. The very place where I hope homosexuals and uh, transgendered and other folks that uh, promiscuous people, the, the very place that could heal them is the hospital of the church. And all of us should know that because we're, we're not only doctors, we're patients in this hospital, each and every one of us. But right now, there are two schools of thought within United Methodism. One is that homosexuality is, or homosexual practice, or, or uh, anything outside the bounds of fidelity and marriage and celibacy and singleness is what the scriptures prescribe to keep us safe. I never, I got to keep going. Um, God wants us to be a community that works with him to restore one another. Not to bless each other in the comfort of walking with one another into our own destruction. But you know, that's almost always easier. It's almost always easier just to pat someone on the back and say, you know, 
Uh, yeah, we're all sinners, but in the good, God forgives. Rather than do the loving thing, to get arm and arm with each other and love each other enough to call each other out of whatever would destroy us and call us toward whatever would give us life. And to not trust our own compass and our own word to do that, but to trust the one that loves us more than any of us love one another or even love ourselves. We can trust his way because we know how much he loves us and we know what he was already willing to do to lay down his own life that he might help us in ours, that he might redeem ours, that he might restore ours. And folks, there's coming a time, and the time is now, for us to decide which groups of the AA approach are we going to be a part of. Are we going to be a part of those that do the uncomfortable thing and come alongside those that struggle in ways that we don't struggle, but they could sure help us in the ways that we do, and we all become partners with one another in God's redemptive story in each other's life, working out in the same gym, become strong in the Lord in the same way, and focused on the same aim to please Him and to come before Him someday when He says over us, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's the task of the church. That's what we're called to be. And we're called to be that with all people. And no people are an exception. We can't turn to our, to our homosexual and our transgender friends and say, hey, it's true for all of us, but hey, you're an exception. Do it your own way. That's not to love. That's to condemn That's to break a life, not to restore it. This gentleman that just gave his testimony is part of a video in our library. Right now, you can check it out. There's a half a dozen of them in his image. It's an hour and uh, 30 minutes long with 10 other stories, different but similar to his. All kinds of scientific discovery to support what's going on. All kinds of scripture references to make it clear. It's a wonderful thing for anybody who wants to help somebody who has one of these struggles to watch it again and again and again. There's only six of them, but they're there to check out. Once you watch it, will you bring it back? I was tempted to make us just go 30 minutes long this morning, and as soon as we walk in here, just punch play. It's that effective. It's that strong. It's that clear. It's that helpful. Would you check it out? Would you keep coming back until, they're all, until one's available so that you can check it out? Folks, this is essential. It's not just important that we have the right position here. It's important that we have the right practice. It's important that we honor God for who he needs to be honored for. It's important that we participate with God in each other's recovery, in each other's redemption, in each other's walk, in each other's overcoming. And all of us have some sin in our life that we must overcome. This needs to be a place where none of us have to hide and all of us can heal. And the only way that can happen is if we become a community of grace like Jesus was the master of grace. The only way to become that is if we don't shun one another and judge one another, but we see in one another the same struggle in a different form, and we say, brother, take my hand. We're walking out of this darkness together. That's the only way. That's God's way. That's the narrow way. And by gosh, that's the way I'm going to choose. That's the way I'm going to go as a pastor. If that's not the way you want to go as a church, God bless you to your own consciousness. But that's the way I'm going. 
That's the way I'm going. And if you would want to walk that path, you have in me a pastor that will walk with you through all the confusion, through all the unknowns, through all the difficulty that's going to come before. And if not, if this church votes to continue on in the United Methodist Church, it will soon swing radically progressive. If you want to affirm all that the LGBTQ community stands for, politically, whatever, God bless you. But we differ. I differ. I hate that we differ. For 50 years, we've been arguing about it in the United Methodist Church, and it hadn't gotten us anywhere but a bunch of black eyes with each other. It's time to quit fighting and start growing faithful. And if we choose two different paths for that, God bless those. God be with those. God correct those. God show those, both where they're right and the error of their ways. Amen. Can we pray for each one another like that? But a time of decision is coming. Search your own heart. Search the scriptures. Bow before Jesus as your Lord. And whatever you decide, know in your heart that it pleases him. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, God is with you. Jesus is Lord. And the Bible still rules. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, go with God. Amen.
God, please speak to us. We don't trust our own voice.